This week in South Baltimore. Baltimore. So, hon. Brought to you by SouthBmore.com. Baltimore, it's the city I adore. Be in Baltimore, rich to be in Baltimore poor. It's the city always searching, never finding a cure. But baby, nothing can replace my Baltimore. What is going on, everybody? How you doing? This is Nate Carper here, joined by Kevin Lynch of SouthBmore.com. Happy to bring you another episode of This Week in South Baltimore. Kevin, how the heck you doing, man? How's your summer going? Nate, I'm doing great. It's officially rooftop deck season. I love um, taking the end of my day, maybe have dinner up there, maybe a cocktail. Just just great part of living in South Baltimore. Loving this time of year and uh, lots of good news going on around South Baltimore. So happy to share it with you. Awesome, man. Yeah, I hear you, man. The rooftop deck scene is is one of the best things about Baltimore living and, um, you know, definitely can't wait to get up there some more, especially in the evenings. Keep it nice and cool up there. Uh, but Kev, did you know we're, we're actually, I just thought about this the other day, you know, we're actually approaching a year of doing this podcast, which is really cool. That is cool. And we appreciate everybody that has listened and supported us. And it's been a lot of fun doing it with you, Nate. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. I, I love doing this. And I think, uh, you know, we're going to keep it going, obviously, for as long as we can. And, um, you know, bringing a good news to the neighborhood and in a different way. But, um, you know, hey, if you guys want to make sure you subscribe out there to the podcast, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can find us as well as subscribe to southbmore.com. Make sure you get Kevin's emails every day and keeps you up to date on all the cool stuff going on around town. But we got another exciting episode here, and it's just going to be Kevin and I talking about some local updates that are going on, Kevin. So I know you want to jump into this, and we got so much. I mean, I love seeing all the cranes down at Fort Cummington now, but uh, what's been going on out there? Yeah, so there's all kinds of construction going on around South Baltimore. Some projects are really big. They're going to reshape neighborhoods, some other infill projects. So really, if you're into seeing cranes, seeing excavators, seeing all kinds of construction around South Baltimore, this is definitely a great time to be around. Uh, One big project that's been talked about really since the turn of the century is the Westport Waterfront Parcel. This is a 43-acre parcel on the middle branch where a $500 million development is planned by Stonewall Capital. They're planning 1,547 housing units plus retail and about 100,000 square feet of office space. Stonewall Capital closed on this property this month. They purchased it from Plank Industries, who is backed by Kevin Plank. They are also a partner in the Port Covington development, which is across the middle branch from Westport. So Stonewall is now the owners of this parcel, and they are moving forward pretty quickly. They have three development partners in place to move this development along. They announced last week the New Harbor Development will be its partner on an affordable housing complex that will have 300 units. 100 of those units will be for seniors, and 200 of those units will be more standard affordable units. Those will be two different five-story buildings. Another partner they announced is Woodfield Development out of North Carolina will be Stonewall's partner on a 350-unit market-rate apartment building. This building will will be to the side of a new park that's being built. It'll also be on the water. So it's going to have 40,000 square feet of retail, and that retail will face that new park, and it'll face the waterfront. So really some cool opportunities there for maybe some, some restaurants and retail. And then announced last month, but Ryan Homes is going to be the partner on a 247 townhome parcel in this development. Some of these homes will be right on the water. Some of these homes will be right on that new park that's being built. And these homes will have three and four level options, three and four bedroom options. And then buyers will have the opportunity for different types of bonus spaces and lofts, and also the opportunity to build rooftop decks and second story decks. So really uh, some cool homes that'll be going in there. And then uh, one other parcel in this project that they're working on for phase one 
will be a hundred thousand square foot office and innovation building. Uh, Ray Jackson, who's the president of Stonewall Capital, said he's looking at a few different concepts, uh, maybe an incubator for nonprofits. He also said there's a national nonprofit that's considering a relocation to Baltimore. They couldn't make that that building its headquarters. Also, a, a data center developer is also interested in that site. That site will also have most likely a freestanding restaurant right on the water uh, in front of that office building. So he said this will likely be a waterfront seafood restaurant. So so Jackson said this development, this phase one, will likely get get underway, start construction in about nine to 12 months. There will also be a phase two where they will add two more apartment buildings. So finally, after many years of talking about it, Westport Waterfront is moving forward. Moving on to Port Covington, uh, another thing we've been talking about for quite a few years, this massive 235-acre development on the other side of the Middle Branch, right on the South Baltimore Peninsula. So if you have driven on 95, driven on Hanover Street, or really if you're just sitting at Riverside Park or anywhere, you're seeing five cranes in the sky right now. This this development is really humming along. They're working on construction on five different buildings. These will bring office spaces, hotel rooms, apartments, a possible grocery store, and retail to Port Covington. All these buildings will be right next to the Sagamore Spirit Campus, where they have Rye Street Tavern, which we'll talk about a little bit more later in this podcast. Uh, they also have their whiskey distillery down there. So really, uh, they're looking to bring all these new buildings to market late next year. So really, at that point, you'll you'll all of a sudden kind of get a new neighborhood. You already have Sagamore Spirit and Nick's Fish House and West Covington Park and the Baltimore Sun in place down in Port Covington. Now you'll get all these new buildings that'll add a lot more amenities and a lot more options of what to do in Port Covington. So obviously a lot of construction going on right there. And uh, it's very easily seen from all over South Baltimore and really, really greater Baltimore. And of course, as we heard in April that we did a podcast talking a lot about is Under Armour is now officially moving forward on a plan to move its headquarters to Port Covington as well. They have their own 50 acre parcel where the shopping center used to be. They're going to build a 284,000 square foot office building, which will also have a store. So really keep an eye on Port Covington in the next few years. While it's just a construction site right now, it'll really be a uh, quite the place in a few years. Moving on to Riverside Park, right on the other side of I-95 and the train tracks from Port Covington. Uh, they've been talking about since 2014, a plan to renovate the athletic facilities at Riverside Park. And this, this has been delayed many times, but it looks like things are really moving forward as Baltimore City Recreation and Parks is going to advertise for bids from construction companies in August. They hope to have construction underway in early next year. Construction will likely take about a year. So this plan will have, you know, redo of the sports fields, make sure the drainage is a lot better, kind of increase the space on the baseball fields and like potential soccer field down there. They were able, they were able to purchase some land from CSX to make that space a little bit bigger. Uh, where the current courts are, where there's some pickleball and skateboarding and basketball going on, those courts will be removed and a, a big new basketball court will be put in, as well as a dedicated pickleball court. Uh, there will be a redo of the field house, which will add some space for some vending and some new bathrooms. And the one thing that's cool is there's going to be some new paths added to Riverside Park. There's currently no path system on the south side of the park, kind of where 95 and the train tracks are. So there's going to be a new path really connecting you know, Johnson Street to Covington Street on, on different sides of the park there. They're going to extend that path on Johnson Street down where it, it meets with Well Street. So really, it'll be a, a cool opportunity to, to take a nice big lap around the park. So really, uh, 
nice improvements coming there at Riverside Park. We've talked about it for a long time, but uh, maybe in about a year and a half, you'll be able to see that come to fruition and take a nice long walk, hit a longer home run at the at Hap Hall Field, or uh, maybe take a regulation three-point shot on the basketball court. Now, this is really exciting. Uh, I guess as we segue talking about basketball, Baltimore Arena, which is just a, a very dated arena, which has you know limited capacity of like just under 13,000 for basketball. Um, now, with, with COVID that's been going on the past year and a half or so, kind of being put out of the event circuit, if you will, for the Baltimore Arena, that was kind of a fear of theirs in the past. If we pause for renovations, are we going to lose out on all these events? Well, with COVID going on, there hasn't been an arena events in quite some time. The Baltimore Development Corporation put out an RFP looking for developers who want to renovate this arena. And they got some pretty good bids that came in and they decided on one to negotiate with. That's the Oakview Group. And they have some pretty cool projects going on. They're building a new arena for the New York Islanders in Long Island. They are repurposing the former Key Arena in Seattle for a new NHL team called the Seattle Kraken. So they were the group that BDC is negotiating with, and they brought on a partner in their bid, 35 Ventures, which is founded by Kevin Durant of the NBA. He's a Maryland native, you know, one of the best NBA players currently. And then him and his partner, Rich Kleinman, they make up 35 Ventures. So really between Oakview Group, 35 Ventures, they're looking to do a renovation of at least $150 million to the arena. Uh, You know, currently with that capacity of 13,000 for basketball. Can they find a way to squeeze in maybe about 4,000 more seats? Can you bump that up to 17,000, which would get you in a pretty respectable attendance for big college basketball games? You know, I don't know if there's a future to ever have an NBA or NHL team, but certainly a big arena would make that a possibility. And then really some of the bigger things is, uh, could you get Wizards and Capitals regular season games to come down to Baltimore? You know, maybe a game or two a year. Could you get in the circuit for the NCAA tournament, the Big Ten tournament, ACC tournament, things like that, and really just up the quality of events you're getting down there. So exciting to see where that goes. You know, they're negotiating now, and and hopefully it's really uh, gives some new life to that arena, not only a state-of-the-art arena, but hopefully it kind of reinvents the area around the arena, which some of those blocks around there could use some sprucing up, but really that arena is really a block from Pratt Street. be great to see what happens there. Moving on to Locust Point. Uh, There's construction on some new townhomes going on. Banner Row. This is a partnership between 28 Walker and Ryan Holmes. These 108 new townhomes are going in at the former PQ plant. So that was demolished in recent months. So what they're starting with is four model homes are going up. And then buyers can check out these homes and pick the site they want for a home, pick the model they want. And they'll be building these homes about five or six at a time. And 28 Walker expects this development to take about two years as they're building those 108 new townhomes. These homes will be about 2,500 square feet. There will be three and four bedroom options. They'll have rooftop decks. They'll have second story decks, parking pads. So um, really should be interesting to see how fast this community sells out. As Jim and Jody told us last week, the Locust Point market is very hot right now, obviously. Many real estate markets are really hot, but certainly Locust Point is one of the more in-demand sections of South Baltimore. And a really cool thing about this development is the homes are a little bit set back from the sidewalk, from the from the street. So there's actually a little bit of green space in front of these homes. There's also going to be some pocket parks in this community. So it should be an epic neighborhood for stoop nights. So it will be cool to see uh, this development go in. It's right next to Francis Scott Key Elementary Middle School. So hopefully some some new families, some some new residents will come in and uh, and live that good Locust Point life. Awesome, Kevin. That sounds awesome. That's a great rundown of uh, what's going on in real estate around the neighborhood here. And, and you know, it's almost proof where uh, 
you know, we try to cover things here on the podcast, all things where if you build it, they will come and people can live, work and play and pretty much do anything you want to do here in South Baltimore. So uh, it's a nice area for that. And I know we got some other news to talk about. Definitely want to talk about some restaurant news and um, what's going on with that. Sure. Yeah, obviously uh, people love to, to eat and drink and go out in South Baltimore and there's always a lot of new options. So another project we've been talking about for probably seven plus years is the plan to bring back Hammerjacks. You know, Hammerjack was, as many people tell me, a legendary hard rock, heavy metal music club back in the 80s. It sort of came back as a dance club in the early 2000s. You know, a Baltimore area guy, Kevin Butler, was able to buy the the trademark for Hammerjacks for $1,000 uh, quite a few years ago. And then he kind of put forward this plan to bring back Hammerjacks. He was a big fan of the music club back in the day. So they have this site at 1300 Russell Street. It's got a warehouse there. It was formerly the home of Paradox that was recently demolished. So Hammerjacks was planning a 2,500 square foot indoor venue. And obviously um, with COVID going on right now, it's it's been a difficult time to do indoor events, though those are coming back. They kind of pivoted the project where they they demolished the former Paradox. They have this big open lot in the back. So they're doing a project which would be real similar to a place called Bullpen in Washington, D.C., which is right next to Nats Park. So they brought in all these different shipping containers. They're going to make it this outdoor tailgating live music event venue that'll have a capacity of about 2,500. And so they're going to take these shipping containers. They're going to build out bars and and vending and and kitchens in these shipping containers. So it'll be an outdoor venue. And uh, they're hoping to have this ready for the start of the Raven season next year. If you go down there, you'll see the shipping containers are on site. They're they're already under construction on this. There's still that 40,000 square foot warehouse that fronts Austin Street. So the team hopes to incorporate that into a phase two on this project. And really now we're starting to see this Warner Street district, this kind of entertainment district in between the casino and MT Bank Stadium start to take shape. Next door to Hammerjacks will be another music venue called the Paramount Baltimore. They're planning an indoor 4,000 person music club. Uh, construction has not started there quite yet other than they did demolish the existing building. But really, um, you know, when you got Hammerjacks under construction, then finally Top Golf started construction in May. So some really exciting stuff coming to that area where really, and not too long, you'll, you'll have Top Golf. You'll have more places to grab a drink and uh, watch some music. They're planning a hotel eventually for this area, some other live options. So Nate, I know you're really into live music and playing music. So it should be an exciting area that should bring some diversity of entertainment options to the area. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, we always love that. I mean, as those of us that are in bands or love live music, uh, you know, to have another venue to play, you know, play gigs at would be incredible. Another venue to go watch, you know, bands from, you know, the region or national bands as well that come in. You know, that's always a cool thing. So I just think it's only going to enhance that area even more and be, an, be a nice uh, draw for crowds to be able to come down there now. That'll be a nice lead in. Yeah, and another thing that you can expect to see in that area is sports betting. The, the powers that be in Maryland uh, passed a bill that legalized sports betting. So now um, some of the sites they buy for sports betting are Horseshoe Casino Baltimore, M&T Bank Stadium, Oriel Park at Camden Yards. So these places, if they put up a $2 million licensing fee for sports betting, they'll be able to have their own sports books in there. So I'm sure you can definitely expect to see Horseshoe Casino Baltimore get in on that. If you go to a, a sports book, obviously a, a place that it's kind of a bar with a ton of TVs and a place to place your bets. So obviously, if you think about people going to Orioles games and Ravens games or just kind of hanging out, that could be a, a cool new option for Horseshoe Casino Baltimore. We'll see if M&T Bank Stadium and Oriole Park at Camden Yards choose to put in sports books as well. 
And also, too, there's the opportunity for, um, you know, different retail locations to uh, to open sports books in the area as well. So we'll see where those pop up. Those fees are a little bit less, $250,000. So definitely, uh, you know, sports betting will very likely be added to the mix of entertainment options you can do when you're in that new Warner Street district. Heading over to Federal Hill, pretty exciting concept coming a concept called No Way Rosé. This is by acclaimed chef Ashish Alfred. He owns restaurants Duck Duck Goose, which have a location. It started in Bethesda. Then they opened a location in Fells Point. He's also planning a restaurant in Washington, D.C. So Alfred's restaurants have won a lot of awards. He's an award-winning chef. He was named Chef of the Year by the Maryland Restaurant Association uh, in recent years. So really an, an exciting concept coming. It's he, he has a background in French cuisine. So this location will be a little bit more casual than Duck Duck Goose, but it's going to have a, you know, a champagne forward drink menu as well as some, some cocktails and, and different beers. And also they'll be serving brunch and uh, they'll be open as often as they can. They'd like to be open lunch and dinner. So pretty exciting concept there on that north side of Cross Street by an award-winning chef. So really that'll breathe some life into that north side of Cross Street there. You know, right there, you have Cross Street Market. A couple of bits of news there. So unfortunately, Poke Shop Poke Ono closed earlier this month. They were open for a couple of years and they were original tenant at the market. But you had um, two concepts by Atlas Restaurant Group that opened that really add a lot of life to Cross Street Market as their big restaurant, Watershed. That's a large seafood restaurant in the former Nick's space. They added a massive rooftop deck, which is really cool to look at when you're walking down Charles or Cross Street. Then they have their fish market, which is right outside of Watershed. There they have they sell cuts of seafood to go. Plus, it's a raw bar and steamer bar with crushes and draft beers. So that's uh, two additions that really liven up that west side of the market, really bring a lot of extra natural light into that side of the market. So really two two additions to the market that are bringing a lot of new people into the area, into the market. And another quick note for Cross Street Market is uh, a new concept. We haven't done a story on it yet. I am uh, interviewing the owner of this business this week, but a new concept called Southern Kitchen opened in the former Royal Farm space. They offer Southern cuisine, uh, different types of chicken and different foods. They have a they have a gumbo on their menu. So it looks like a really cool business coming to Cross Street Market. So it's really cool to see the, the different things going on in Federal Hill. Uh, I was down there recently with my family and it just just a great feeling of vibrancy in Federal Hill right now when you think about the pedestrian-only side of Cross Street. You have the different parklet dining spaces. You have the big rooftop deck at Watershed. Then you have all these ice cream shops that, that have kind of lines out the ordering windows to go to those. So really a cool, vibrant look of Federal Hill right now. It really appeals to people of a lot of different ages. Yeah, it sure does. And, and Kev, I got to say that, you know, I love the new Cross Street development. And just like you just said, the vibrancy that's going on down there is, is just amazing. And um you know, I won't name names or anything here, but I do have a, a really good friend of mine who um, him and his family, wife, two kids are actually moving into Federal Hill to the neighborhood due to a job transfer from uh, from the Denver, Colorado area. And, you know, a lot of times we hear a lot of stories about Baltimore and uh, our declining population. But, you know, we don't talk talk about the new folks that are coming in right from all over the place. And I have to tell you that, you know, a few weeks ago he came into town. And I was just giving him a little drive around South Baltimore and they'd shown him the neighborhood. And when we went by that cross street area, I mean, his eyes lit up and he was so excited with all the people walking around, people in restaurants, people sitting outside. He was like, oh my God, man, I didn't know it was this amazing here and fell in love with it and decided right then. He's like, we're definitely moving to this neighborhood. So I just thought that was a cool, cool story to share about our neighborhood. That's great. You know, we talk about all these new, you know, townhome construction, these different projects and 
we're kind of living in a, in a world now where you don't necessarily have to live in the same city or town where your job's based. So I think a lot of people are looking just for, for livability and for affordability. And certainly, obviously, Baltimore has really good affordability. And then obviously, if you take people down to areas like Cross Street and, and different cool areas of the city and they, they, they see what we love so much, uh, you know, it's great to hear stories like that. And I, I look around the neighborhood. I'm seeing a lot of new California license plates. I'm seeing, uh, you know, there's always been a lot of New Yorkers in the area. But I, I think you're seeing a lot of people from these more expensive markets in the country are looking to see what else is out there. And, and maybe a lot of times these are people that are actually from here. They went out to New York and D.C. and California for jobs and said, you know what? I'm coming back home. I can hop on Zoom and do my job. So so very exciting to see. Actually, you know, tailing off your story there, I have a cousin who recently moved to the area and his comment was, uh, Baltimore's a lot nicer than I thought it was. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what we need to do about our, our marketing nationally, but I think it's good to see that people are coming here and, and seeing a lot of the charm that we all love so much. That's right. Well, hey, let's hope that those uh, out-of-towners and people from far away looking at Baltimore from a distance, hopefully you're checking out this uh, this podcast. So, um, you know, we are we are now nominated for a best of podcast by Baltimore magazine. So that, and I have seen that our uh, listenership is all over the country. So, you know, thank you all that are checking us out and tell your friends about us. Yeah. We'll be global one day. I'm not sure when, but that's right. Shameless plug. Gotcha. Well, back to more things, those new current, every type of restaurant might want to check out the former Ronnie's, which is at the corner of West Barney street and that 1800 block of Charles street. I actually lived uh, right across the street from this place for many years and they had some iconic breakfast sandwiches from there. So unfortunately, Ronnie's is gone, but Iconic Builders is now the owner of that restaurant space, and they are building out a new restaurant there. It's going to be a smaller restaurant. It'll just be a few countertop seats. There'll be some outdoor seating. Uh, there'll be some opportunities to sell just beer and wine in there. So, so they're looking for an operating partner for that space. They did a real nice renovation of that former Ronnie's. There's a new three-bedroom apartment on the second and third stories of that building. So they're looking for a new partner there. I know that's a, a, a cool location where there's a lot of a lot of residents right around that corner. They were former fans of Ronnie's. Then you have Zero Fox, which is a tech company that's that's based on the opposite corner of that block of the 1800 block of South Charles Street. So we'll be interesting to see what comes in there. They're looking for a business that'll specialize in kind of handheld foods and and carry out items. So we'll see what goes in there. I know a lot of people have been asking me about that. Cool. So staying in Federal Hill, a new business coming to 1049 South Charles Street is Cloudy Donuts. This is a business that's owned by Derek Falcon of Homemade, which is another restaurant in Federal Hill. So he's doubling down in the area. He bought into this donut shop, which he renamed Cloudy. Their first location is in Hamilton, Laraville. So these are vegan donuts, and they will be available on Saturdays and Sundays. So it'd be good to have a, another donut option in the area as Diablo Donuts uh, left the area and went down to Brooklyn, where they have a, a cool new concept down there with, with smoking swine. But there'll be another donut option coming to Federal Hill on the weekends, and they will be vegan donuts. And sticking with the Falcon family, Ronnie Falcon, who also goes by Sharif, he has uh, several businesses in the Baltimore area. He's bringing Sharif's Grill to the former Pizza Palace space at 1538 Light Street. Sharif's does rotisserie chicken. They do wraps, wraps with chicken and turkey and seafood in them. He will also be doing pizza and pasta at this location. So this has been a long time, you know, pizza and carry out place. So he'll be keeping the pizza going to that location, but really bringing, you know, all the foods he's known for us as far as his wraps and his rotisserie. So he'll be coming to the area. His cousin, Derek Falcon, told him good things about Federal Hill. So now Ronnie's in the area as well. Now, moving to the Inner Harbor slash Otterbein, that, that big tower, 414 Light Street, which already has a ramen restaurant where they're about to get two new restaurants as vegan chef Matthew Kenny is ready to open Leora and Double Zero at this building. Double Zero is a Neapolitan restaurant that'll use plant-based cheeses. 
then Leora will be a vegan restaurant with a take on Baltimore classics. And uh, moving back to Port Covington, you have that Sagamore Spirit Campus where you have Rye Street Tavern. So Rye Street Tavern is, is taking a pause to, quote, reimagine its concept. This is a restaurant by New York City's NoHo Hospitality Group. Uh, they were doing very well, you know, before everything kind of changed in the world. And, you know, really with some downtime and some time to kind of look out at the water in their campus, uh, Sagamore Spirit Brian Tracy said they've been thinking a lot more about the potential for the space and enhancing the waterfront restaurant they have there, kind of really putting everything together for this waterfront campus. So he said it's, uh, you know, he said that closing was not due to the massive construction site, which is across the street, that that first chapter of Port Covington. So we'll, we'll see when Rye Street Tavern does come back. You know, we'll see if they wait for, you know, Cromwell Street to reopen or if construction settles down a bit. But I'm sure they're I'm sure they're looking at this waterfront campus they have. And you see some of the success of some some breweries in the area like Guinness and Union. So maybe they're thinking of a way just to just to make their campus even stronger, incorporate that waterfront. Obviously, the neighborhood in a couple of years will have a lot more going for it. So uh, so we'll see what Rye Street Tavern comes back with. And then what Sagamore Spirit does have now is they opened a cocktail bar within their distillery. There was legislation passed in recent years, which now allows distilleries to have their own cocktail bars. So Sagamore Spirit has a cocktail bar down there called 1909. This is open on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. You can check out Sagamore Spirit's different whiskeys, and you can also have some craft cocktails there. And then over at Rash Field in the Inner Harbor slash Federal Hill, you have that, that big park renovation that's going on, phase one there on the west side of that park where they're adding a couple new playgrounds, a skate park. They're adding a new overlook that's going to check out the Inner Harbor. So within that new pavilion, it's going to be a 1,200-square-foot cafe. And Waterfront Partnership, who's leading that project, has put out an RFQ looking for operators that want to run that cafe. This cafe has the potential for a liquor license. So, so it sh- should be a pretty cool vibe down there if you can kind of have a drink, have a sandwich, watch some volleyball. Maybe your kids are at the playground. Check out the skateboarding. So it really should be a nice amenity down there for that, that park to be able to have some food, have a drink, and uh, you know take in some of the new amenities down there or watch as your, your kids or friends take in some of the new amenities down there. And one last business, uh, Charm City Hemp opened in a 2,000-square-foot retail space in Federal Hill. This was formerly Federal Hill Natural Market. Partner in this business, Buck Devan, described their concept as a West Coast-style CBD and hemp boutique and not so much a head shop or a smoke shop. So we're certainly seeing uh, several new CBD businesses in Federal Hill, and Charm City Hemp is joining that lineup. Once again, so much going on around the neighborhood here and uh, just exciting to hear about all those updates. And Kevin, again, thank you for keeping us updated with everything going on. Again, everybody, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, but also, more importantly, make sure you subscribe to SouthBmore.com. You know, be sure to check out all Kevin's updates every single day of the week. As you can hear, South Baltimore is the most exciting neighborhood in the world. Can't disagree with that. I do want to give a plug here, if I can, real quick, Kev, for coming up here on July 11th. For those of you listening, check out the, the Riverside Concert Series is coming back. You know, it's been since two years ago since uh, the last one took place, but local band Roses and Rust, wink, wink, my band, will be playing. Woo! Yeah, crazy. We'll be playing, um, headlining this year's event, July 11th, and that'll be from 5 to 8 that Sunday evening. So make sure you guys come out, tell your friends about it, come check out the concert, you know, have some fun. Hopefully it's uh, great weather for us out there, and that'll be that'll be a lot of fun yeah that's really exciting i love those riverside concerts roses and rest is a great band but unfortunately i've heard they do not play free birds so please don't chant for them to play that they play all kinds of great songs it'll be a, a great event so bring your friends bring your family bring your prospects looking to possibly move to baltimore because they'll they'll go to that event and they'll say 
yeah, I can do this more often. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So, yeah, that believe it's going to be happening July, August, and September. And uh, for any of you out there that want to volunteer to help out at that, I know the RNA, those of you that live in Riverside, the uh, Riverside Neighborhood Association would love to have some volunteers to help out with that event. So, uh, you know, go check out the RNA Facebook site if you need, if you want, and, you know, see how you can get in touch with those people. But anyway, Kev, it's hard to believe it's been a year. And, um, you know, it's been an awesome year. We've done, this is our 14th episode. I'm excited to do, you know, so many more of these and keep it going. And again, if any of you out there have feedback, comments um you want to hear something different in the podcast or you have ideas for us or uh you know anything you want to share as well we love hearing from the audience so please let us know absolutely and also too if any businesses out there any events any organizations looking to advertise please hit me up southbeaver.com is a great way to reach the south baltimore audience the greater baltimore audience we'd love to have you on our team this week in south baltimore brought to you by southbeamore.com Searching, never finding a cure. Maybe nothing can replace my Baltimore.